Welcome to No Compromises, a peek into the mind of two old web devs who have seen some things. This is Joel. And this is Aaron. So on my current project, I'm, I'm working a little bit with policies, which I normally try to do for, for most projects, obviously. Um, and there's been a couple of things that uh, I thought I would share with you, Joel, because I think we don't ever talk about them or we don't consider them and what the really, uh, how it affects the project. So um, when we're writing policies, um, which are, you know, one of the tools in our authorization toolbox, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we have the different types of um, requests that can happen in a different methods. So like for like view, view any uh, allows just, can we view any of these results view? Can I view the specific one? you know, create, can I create their store and all those different things. And they, so sometimes they follow the, the crud actions for the most part, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and, you know, once you create those, you can also then, you know, if you have like resourceful controllers, you can use the controller helper authorized resource mm -hmm. pass in there. So there's this, there's this nice setup. Um, and, and that's not really what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about in specific what happens when you're inside of the methods of each one of these policies. Okay. So um, the very first thing that um, I end up doing, because I'm a typical programmer, <laughs> is I think I, I give myself a programmer and an admin account in my, my application. Yeah, sure. Um, and then policies have this um, uh, inter interception, I think they call it. But basically, it's you can make this method called before, which runs before any of the other methods run. Mm -hmm. And then it's um, it's a little weird um, because it's either you have to return nothing or you know void return or return true. Um, and returning true means and then there's there you're allowed to have this action. Otherwise, all the other returns I think cause it to fail. I, I can't remember. I just know that I just know that it always like bothers me because I can't fully re <laughs> I can't fully type the result of the okay. return. Maybe that's changed. But anyway. So I, I, I normally will start up my project. I'll create myself an admin account. I'll write that before. Mm -hmm. um, and you, I'll either then extend like a base policy. So all of mine have that same before, which checks yeah. to see if I'm the admin or I'll use it as a trade or something like that. And then I proceed to do my development and I write my other policies and everything's working fine. Let's just assume I haven't written the right tests. Okay. Um, stop me if this has happened to you before. Everything works fine and you give it to a client and some things are... 403 on them i've never had that happen yeah yeah <laughs> me either um and it, it has to do with because you just ran through the whole application always probably as your admin user yeah i mean i'm in a hurry i'm trying to develop stuff i'm going to use my own account and whatnot but that's the biggest thing there is i find that when i use that method i really tend to potentially then not remember to test the rest of the stuff mm -hmm. so obviously tests can help for that but i wonder you know is there anything else that we could think of? Like, is there some sort of process that you put in place in your projects to make sure you don't fall for this? Nothing formal, but like a lot of times it, where, where I will test this is, um, especially if you're about to hand it off to a client, I've generally pushed it to some sort of QA or test environment. And I'll have to give them credentials to like log in. And so I'll usually just kind of quickly kick the tires <laughs> as them before sending them the URL, because I've, I've had stupid things happen to you where 
it actually all works fine locally, but then I did something wrong in deployment and they go to try it. And it's like, sorry, cannot connect to Redis or something, you know, completely unrelated to what I'm asking mm-hmm. them to test. So that's like the first thing that came to my mind, but it doesn't seem like a great solution either to catch this a hundred percent. Yeah. One of the things that I'm trying to do is when I set up my cedars for, mm-hmm. for my uh, migrations and, uh, you know, I have my migrations and cedars, I'll write one that checks to make sure the environment is only local. Um, and then it'll create a number of different types of test users. And I'll basically try to force myself to remember to use those instead of using my, my main account. Um, okay. So, so for example, like I've, I always seed in my one account with no password. So I have to do a forgot password as soon as I do it to production. Then I get my admin account with a new password, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so that, that account's always there. And I, in the, in the past in development, I always just use that. Mm-hmm. But now, now I have this other, you know, data for development tor- sort of seater. Um, and I make sure that I run with those because none of those are an admin account or a programmer account or however you want to look at it. So they will actually then have the policies in effect. Okay. And I guess suppose if you had the reverse problem where like for some reason the programmer 403 in in the live environment, that would be less of an issue, right? You know, so right. So I, I kind of like flipping it that way gives you a better real world smoke test of behavior than using the programmer account that maybe is a little bit more convenient. Well, and that's a good point too, because if the programmer account I mean, depending on the size of your project and what controls mm-hmm. you have in place, but if the programmer account doesn't work, you can fix that. Right. Whereas yeah. where, where, where if a user's account doesn't work, they can't fix that. Yeah. So exactly. it's much more important to have the user's account, you know, user type accounts or whatever working and, and not. So that's the first sort of thing I wanted to bring up because, you know, that's bitten me a couple of times, mm-hmm. but I think, I, I guess the, the more interesting question than, I'll ask you, see what your opinion is, is should we even use those methods at all? Or should we always like use our roles and permissions and just never have an admin sort of override method and just mm. always give all the permissions to that role of, of admin and then always, you know, in our, our policies, check the permission and then whatever other things we have to check. Yeah, you raise a good point because like, I don't think you'd ever use that before style check for lower level accounts. Um, I mean, I think you could, but I think you would more naturally reach for a role in mm-hmm. that case. You know, if you have like a manager or approver or something like that, you, you would do that as a role. You wouldn't do that as before. So I, I, I'm just kind of thinking about it here for the first time, but I, I think I can see the logic in just making, being consistent. I mean, like that's kind of one of our overriding principles is consistency. So yeah, maybe, maybe don't have a special case for this one role. Um, just give that role all the permissions it's need it needs and then just do a normal permission check like we would for every other user. And if you want to sort of like force your hand with this, then I, mm-hmm. I, I wonder if I, I guess I haven't tried this out, but I wonder if you could make it like a, a normal abstract role and then declare the um, before final um, in there and return just void, you know, return nothing. Um, and that way, any, anything that um, extends it can't use it anyway. So you kind of force yourself and other programmers and team to not try to overwrite that. You, you mean like a base policy where you're literally kind of changing the yeah. the shape of the the class so that you can't slip into old habits or... Yeah, anything yeah. like that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I um, 
I guess I'm I'm far too confident in my own skills. I'd be like, I wouldn't need to do that. I would always remember <laughs> the, the right way to do this. But I I could see a case being made, maybe especially on a on a team or something where you have more people interacting with it. It might be that that could be one valid way to enforce it. You know, and then, well, I mean, obviously, coder using all that kind of stuff too. But then sure, I just yeah. like when I come up with these these ideas, I always then have an argument with myself because I'm like, also. <laughs> Um, I know I don't really like abstract final stuff or final right, stuff yeah. because there's always like, oh, so you knew better three years mm-hmm. from now what we'd have to do. Yeah. And, and so like there, there's ways there are other ways to um, enforce that in your team, I guess. Yeah, that um, was my my gut reaction is like, oh, I just don't like that. But I, you know, I could see you making a case for it. But then again, if you're trying to prevent your team from doing something like they could change that class. Right. I mean, so like how how far do you go with it? Um, yeah. So or, yeah, or I, or I just tend not, to trust yeah, not extended. Yeah, exactly. Fine. I'm going extended. <laughs> All right. So, and, and then, um, so I really had those checks and I, I, mm-hmm. that bit me a couple of times. And then the, the final thing um, I wanted to bring up about policies today was that uh, don't forget um, that there is delete and force delete. You mean there's valid so, actions to check? Yeah. 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 And, and so um, I've had that come up a few times in something like Nova, which uses policies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, where I, I thought that I was going to just disable deleting, but there was a way to force delete something. Oh, okay. Um, and, and so, um, what, what I've really been doing now is always writing force deletes with, you know, return false because there's never been really a time when I really wanted to force delete something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't want that to ever pop up even with my like programming mistakes that I might make. And I'm trying to remember if you scaffold a policy, does it include that method in there or is that one not included? Okay. So I have to admit, <laughs> I tend, I, I fall into old habits. So, so when you've been doing this, you know, for 20 plus years, <laughs> um, I, I remember my first experiences with like scaffolding code and code generation. Uh, okay. yeah. And so like, that's always burnt into my head. Like mm-hmm. I know Laravel does a great job. You say, make mm-hmm. me this thing and it makes it. And it was great. Yeah. Um, in my mind, I'm just used to, you know, like 15 years ago, you would do that and it would just come out as some sort of spaghetti and you're like, ah, <laughs> and, and so to be honest, I tend to just create my policies brand new, which is probably not okay. a great idea. Um, so I can't answer that question for you. Probably yeah. it does. I'm probably just well, behind the times now. And I do scaffold it and I can't remember. So like, I think it does, but I don't know. I, I forget things quickly. So it's been a while since I've seen these things, but uh, I'm sure everyone knows um, how to use them. But, but let me, let me ask you a question, Joe. Okay. If you use a vending machine for snacks mm. yep. and you see something is stuck, like someone tried to get in and got stuck. Do you immediately go then for that thing mm. or do you get to what you're normally going to get anyway? Like, are you just normal? <laughs> well, step one is I like kind of push the machine a little bit to see if I get that one for free. That's true because the person who was there before <laughs> never thought of that. I'm stronger than them. <laughs> I could have been a child. Um, I Yeah, no, if it's something, you know, like I'm trying to think of something gross. I don't like some candy that's like, just nougat and nuts or something weird um, <laughs> <laughs> that for sure. I would not like the, the value of possibly getting two for one would not exceed my desired snack selection. Yeah. I don't know if I, if I ever consider whether I want it, <laughs> I just know that I could possibly get this and then, yeah, then I go for it, you know? 
Um, so the thought is you get two though. It's yeah. not like you're going to get the one that's dangling there. Like you'll put in your money and you'll get that one plus the one. Yeah. You yeah. For. I don't want, I just don't, I don't want the thing. I want two of the thing that I may <laughs> not want. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. You want us to cover something else, but you just don't have the time. You know, you could just tweet at us, right? Well, you could tweet at me because Aaron, I know you don't check Twitter that much. Oh uh, yeah. Tweet me at Jay Claremont with other topics or questions. <laughs>